Since iTunes only keeps the last 100 episodes of any show, some of our show topics that seem to help the most people are no longer available when people search on iTunes. So, in an effort to make that information available to more people, from time to time we're going to re-air some of our most popular show topics. You can also go to kickitnaturally.com and search for any topic in our search box. For now, enjoy this show that originally aired in 2014. T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer... Santa Claus at Santa the North Claus. Pole. We're at, at the, the North, North Pole. Come we with are me at the, the North, North Pole, Pole today. today. It's like an Arctic blast in here, which I love. Right, yeah. We we uh, Our AC is like really loud, so we don't think we could even do the show with it. So we brought the temperature of the studio down to about 7. Yeah, it right might on. even be below zero, actually. I thought I was going to bring some meat here okay, to keep that's frozen. Good. That's a good idea. Um, so if uh, if you hear papers rustling a lot, it's because it's hard for me to grab them wearing these mittens. Mm-hmm. And we're also trying to make a fire. Uh-huh. With, it was so you might things, hear a little so, bit of noise yeah. in there. Who else we got on the show with we us We got today? Will Hottie Patati Schmidt coming from the Bay Area. Hello. What's up, Will? It's pretty warm up here, too, but probably not as bad. You, as you guys, no. yeah, you, you just seem tank toppy, so you're probably not in the North Pole area like yeah, we are. No, it's 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 pleasant. Right. I'm I'm jealous. I love San Fran, and there you are all the time. You get to be there all the time. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. Pretty sweet. The grass is always greener, Kenna. That's true. Yeah, That's true. Right. Well, our grass is really brown. Right. Unless of the drought. Unless you're in a drought uh, area type lawn arrangement, like exactly. most people have, which is really just rocks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, can I mow your rocks? Yeah, today? exactly. We get a lot of guys Water the rocks. Okay, so if you haven't liked us on Facebook, now would be the time. Go to Kick It in the Nuts. That's where we post all of our future show topics. You guys can post any questions you want us to cover, or you can even pitch a show that you want to hear about. We've probably already done it, but we might do it again. Yeah, we might double back around. I don't even know if we need to tell people to like us on Facebook. I don't even think there's any people left that haven't liked us. It's like 200,000 sure. people. Are there more people than 200,000? That was just my family. Oh, really? You know? Okay, yeah. so maybe we can mention to other people then. That's fine. Yeah, we today's topic is kind of a potluck thing. We just had two emails come in. Well, and no, so we're, we're, do, we're doing a shingles thing, so it's really about shingles. Oh, but then Megan emailed, and it has nothing oh, to I'm do sorry, with shingles. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I threw in an extra one in case we had time. Um, because I like that question. So. Okay, so go back. It's about shingles, and then we just have a one free-for-all question. Right, so okay, we'll, we'll, we, we will allow that. So uh, over the next few weeks, there's a couple topics that I want to hit. And the show may be shorter because we don't need to talk about shingles for an hour. It's it's a po- little bit of a shorter of an explanation. Um, but we have some great topics that people keep asking about, so I want us to have these shows that we can say like, hey, we did that show. You can you can learn about it. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Ready? Begin. That's what we'll do here. Well, shingles is awful. Yo had it. My husband had oh. it, you know, and it was so miserable for him. And the one thing that I still have a question about is can you get it again? Because he seems to think once you've had it, you can't get it again. And I've talked to several people. They're like, no, I had shingles three times. Yeah, it's you can get it. It depends on if when he bought it, was it on two for one or was it on special? You know, I don't know. I just <laughs> we, we figured it out with WebMD. Oh, I see. And yeah. Well, see if you can go back and get his receipt and see if it was on special and then you'll okay. know if he's going to get it again. Okay. That's just that's how you 
That's how you determine, right, Will? You check, I, you check the receipt. I just, yeah, look up my Amazon history. Of, <laughs> that's, good. that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let we'll remind me, and we'll talk about that a little bit okay. as we get into this. Let's get into Michelle's question that really made this whole show happen, sponsored by Michelle. All right, Michelle, what are your thoughts on shingles? Bad, they're bad. I have heard that if you have had chick, if you've had chicken pox, blah. Let's go back. Okay. I've heard that if you've had chicken pox, then you are. Oh my gosh, dear Jesus. So maybe we'll just start the I whole show. I have shingles show. in my eyes. You can get them in your eyes, actually. I've heard that if you had, if the, if you have <laughs> had shingle, chicken shingle box. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> this is going so well, right? Yeah. Okay. Can it just professional voiceover work? Yeah. yeah it's it's really, hire me. We'll have, hire we'll have me. her contact info at the end I of the show. I read to children, uh-huh. small children. <laughs> I have heard that if you have had chicken pox, then you have, is, is there just oh, something? Oh, yeah, there's a typo Then you in there, have, yeah. okay, then you are liable to get shingles. Stress is a factor in bringing them to the surface. Do you agree? There should be a question mark, Michelle. I'll let it go. <laughs> I have had several relatives get shingles, and I would like your opinion on the subject. Oh, my gosh. Good job. Wow. Kenna. I mean, that was, you know, I just couldn't figure out that one little typo there. Wow. And when you do hire Kenna, know that she always nails it in the first 30 takes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it definitely in the first 30. Right, for sure. Okay, so shingles is one of those things that once you win it, you have it. It's like a prize. It's 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 a, it's a form of herpes really. So a lot of people Ooh. who get cold sores, you know, we had a whole show about cold sores before. And we talked about how that is uh, from a herpes virus that once a person has, uh, it's always in the person's body. And then depending on what's going on with their immune system and uh, stress levels and a lot of other factors that we talked about can kind of dictate whether that person is going to have a cold sore outbreak situation type thing. So this is very similar. Um, It's from a herpes zoster virus is what they call it. So a lot of people, if you get medication for shingles, you would go to the pharmacy and you'd be like, yeah, can I have my herpes medication? And then you have to kind of do that. walk. Yeah, herpes medication. Uh, So then you have to walk out of the pharmacy like you're dirty. Mm -hmm. Not that everybody with herpes is dirty, but... Yeah, I am. Well, I don't have herpes, though. All right. Well, um, so it's not a thing of like, oh, I caught shingles. It's that it's been around for a long time, but something came about that allowed the virus to flourish. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about this in this show. It was is, me in Yo's case. Yeah, you I allowed the definitely, virus to flourish. Because stress and causes a lot, a lot of, stress, of problems, yeah. and you're the captain mm-hmm. of creating stress. Mm-hmm. So sorry about your luck, Yo. So the answer to Yo's question He's is He's going to yeah. get it a lot. Yeah, it's going to show up probably like each Thursday. Mm-hmm. So good to know you. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what could make things show up. And it, it's interesting that when I look for stuff on shingles, like on the CDC website and stuff like that, that they say nearly one out of every three people in the U.S. will get shingles sometime in their lifetime. So if anyone has ever had chicken pox or received the chicken pox vaccine, even if they never had chicken pox, just if they had the chicken pox vaccine, that they have the ability to develop shingles at some time. And, and it seems that uh, they feel that it's more common in men and women over 60. So yeah. as you age, it's it's more yeah, common to show up. Yeah, that was what was weird was I was like, I thought old people got shingles. Right, know? but it is possible for anybody to get it. And even kids, 
can get mm-hmm. shingles. And it was very interesting to me that on the page they said you don't have to have had chickenpox. Just if you've had the chickenpox vaccine, you can still get shingles. And then about two paragraphs down, they suggested that everyone over 60 get the vaccine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so you can get it just from having the vaccine, but you should probably go ahead and everybody get, get the vaccine. vaccine. Exactly. Anyways, so I thought that was an interesting point of view. So what we're going to dig into, Will, Wolfgang, Schmidt. It's really important that you say that with like three periods. Middle name. Will Wolfgang Schmidt. Um, I'm going to go in the WWF eventually. WWF? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, it's WWWF? How many Ws? Two. Two, okay. All right, so we want to talk about the things that can happen that would restrict the immune system's ability to keep that virus at bay. If it's been doing it for a lifetime, what the heck happened all of a sudden that now I got a freaky rash that is pretty unpleasant? Where did Joe get his? Right here on like his. You're just side. gonna point to it on the yeah, radio, okay? Yeah, <laughs> on his side, <laughs> go into his back, and he still has scars from it. And he didn't pick at it or anything, but it was just he was miserable, poor guy. And that seems to be the most common areas on your side or even on your face kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we covered this a lot in our uh, cold sores episode and the different factors that can restrict uh, the immune system. So let's hit the main one first, Will, where we talk about uh, how calcium has to be in the tissue and things that can make that not happen or pull the calcium out and stuff like that. Yeah. So there, there we haven't mentioned these terms before and we haven't done an episode on viruses for a long time, but viruses have these two different life cycles called um, there's the lytic cycle and there's the lysogenic cycle and lytic cycle some viruses are more apt to just be one way and some are more apt to be another but a lot of viruses that are like the herpes virus and which is shingles is a type of herpes is typically a lysogenic cycle which means the virus incorporates its own DNA into your DNA and ideally it likes to just keep replicating little copies of itself and like make itself part of your cells. Some viruses just invade yourself, your cells, hijack like pirates, like totally take over all the cell mechanisms of, of like all, all the mitochondria and all the organelles, and they just replicate themselves as fast as they can and totally decimate and explode the cell. That's called the lytic cycle. But the herpes virus, as well as like the HIV virus, is a lysogenic, meaning it weaves itself into your own DNA. So that's why it's like it doesn't leave you. Like it gets into your cells. Right. You can't so. get rid of it without just getting rid of yourself. Yeah. So that's that's very insidious. And those viruses will typically just try to stay kind of under the radar and just replicating themselves and but not destroy the cell unless they pick up on the fact that the cell is dying or it's like, you know, it's running out of resources and then it can go into a lytic phase where it'll just like replicate like crazy, like an abandoned ship. So that's one reason why we see things that are stressors like, like UV light from too much sun or like cortisol levels from maybe job stress or lack of sleep that can lead to a breakout in not just shingles, but other types of virus conditions as well. Because those cells are entering a more stressed state and it pushes a lysogenic 
virus into a lytic cycle. So you'll have breakouts like that. So all sorts of different stressors can can cause that. And some, we've talked about that before with cold sores in the sun. It's mainly the UV radiation that is, I believe, triggering that lytic cycle to occur. And so you feel like a breakout and an increase in virus. Right. So basically the virus stays kind of dormant, just hangs out existing until it feels like I like this is the right time for me to be kind of a bully since mm -hmm. something is going on, either the cells are weakening or the immune system is not responding correctly. So I can kind of have a keg party right now and the result is going to be Yo scratching his side mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So let's look at the one, mo one of the most important factors with the immune system. And we talked about this in our common cold episode as well as in the herpes episode. And it's that... Uh, the immune system itself is a, is very widespread. There's a lot of functionality that goes on, a lot of different systems in there that kind of contribute to your immune system. Um, you know, vitamin C is involved in a big way. A lot of other factors are involved. But an important factor is calcium at the tissue level. So basically calcium has to exist at the tissue level, and what that does is it triggers the immune system to attack when there's an invader. So there's a lot of things that can go on that can pull calcium out of the tissue level, uh, out of the tissues and uh, leave calcium like floating around in the bloodstream or just deposited in joints. We'll talk about some of the things that can cause that. But the important thing here is that when the calcium leaves the tissues and there's not enough there, the immune system doesn't get triggered to attack. So it's like whatever the invader is becomes a stealth ninja uh, and it's like slipping through all the cameras and security and, and the security system, your immune system, is kind of just hanging out watching uh, Little House on the Prairie. Don't you mm -hmm. think you would probably watch Little House on the Prairie? Maybe. Different strokes, maybe? Different strokes, definitely. Different strokes would be good. Um, but it's not getting that signal to attack. So it's not that the immune system is broken or that you need some herb or something to strengthen your immune system. It's that calcium is not in the right place. You may not even need more calcium. You may have plenty, but certain things have caused the calcium to leave the tissues so that the immune system is not able to be triggered to attack. And, and then sugar, most likely. It, most likely it would be sugar. Do you want to talk about how sugar could do that, Will? Because that's one for sure. Yeah, it can. And I, I do think you just brought up an important point with... Um, not necessarily needing to supplement with more calcium. We're more talking about the distribution of electrolytes and the whole balance of what is helping the cells maintain that proper distribution of keeping calcium largely saturated in the hard tissues like in our bones and using calcium for the regular sort of metabolic functions that all of our neurons use it for. Um, but there can be imbalances that can cause there to be too much uh, calcium flooding into the soft tissues and staying in the soft tissues and not getting recycled back to where it should be. And that can create that does create a stress situation. For example, when the cells are not doing a really great job making enough energy or there's too high of a demand of excitation on the cells, they, the neurons can be flooded with calcium. And they can um, keep pulling it, leaching it from the bones, and, and the soft tissues will then gain this calcification, and the mitochondria will become less and less effective at making energy, and the nerves will become less and less capable of turning off 
So they're stuck in a constant state of excitation. And that can happen for a lot of different reasons. If the body's low on ATP, if it's not getting enough protein, if the endocrine system is underactive, if there's toxins in the tissues that are interfering with energy production, like heavy metals or too much estrogen or too much cortisol. So when we look at like what does it take for the cells to have the energy they need to keep the calcium where they should, there's a whole lot of factors. And that's why we really want to address these this issue as well as pretty much every issue in the body in a holistic way where we're looking at what is off in the overall body chemistry that's creating this energy deprivation and this elevated stress state. So, you know, back to like our digestive issues course where we teach how to do the different self-tests and look at the whole macro picture of your electrolyte levels, your your breath rate, your metabolic rate, your nervous system, your pHs, your digestive capacity. All of those matter when we look at why is the body in stress and what can we do to fix it in this person? Right, and, and a lot of those factors that Will just said could matter for different reasons. Like you might want to look at your breath rate and that could give you some strong indications of whether the cells have the ability to make energy in the right way. Um, but a really uh, useful test in this specific, specific scenario is looking at your urine and saliva pH because when uh, a lot of the calcium leaves the tissues and it's kind of floating around in the in the bloodstream or depositing in the in the in the joints and such a lot of times the urine pH will be much higher because it's measuring the calcium that's floating around in there that should not be floating around in there and calcium is alkaline so your urine pH can end up much higher and if you're having an issue like this or even another issue where tissue could leave the uh or calcium could leave the tissues, something like Charlie horses or you know cold sores or your frequent colds. Um, you can measure your urine pH, and if it's if it's a lot higher, you know six point three, six point five, something like that. That's a strong indication. It's not a confirmation, but it's a strong indication that you could be doing something that is pulling the calcium out of the tissues. Now, there's a variety of things that could do this, but the most common is Kenna's favorite topic that she just brought up. Mm-hmm. Sugar. Sugar. Yeah, because what happens is uh, calcium likes to follow sugar. Uh, who doesn't? Who wouldn't? Right. If you see an ice cream truck, you're chasing it you. down the road. Good <laughs> musical thing. So what happens is when we eat a lot of carbs that are turned into sugar or even just sugar, um, the calcium wants to follow that sugar and it'll leave the tissues and go run to join the party. Um, and then when the sugar is burned up or used in whatever, a lot of times the calcium will just get dropped. It doesn't just go back to the place where it was supposed to be. So now that calcium is not in the tissues where it was uh, giving the body the ability to trigger the immune system to attack invaders. So that's the most common cause for these overly viral issues. And we're going to get to some other ones that cause a lot of the problems that Will was talking about too. But when people are having these type of chronic cold issues viral issues, cold sores, uh, muscle cramps, it's all, It's at least 50% of the time it's that they're consuming too much sugar, too many carbs, um, their urine pH is often high to verify that that's probably what's going on, but there's usually a reason that they're eating so many carbs and sugars, right, Will Wolfgang Schmidt? Yeah, and it's for energy, you know, and uh, the people, or a lot of people will resort to carbohydrates because they feel that's the one thing that helps them not be hungry. And usually... And allows them to function as a human. Yeah, your brain needs to run on it. It runs off of glucose. Your your muscles, all your internal organs, they need energy. 
the the main reason why people will resort to carbohydrates a lot of the time uh, in an imbalanced way is when they are not effectively digesting and metabolizing proteins and fats. When and that takes a lot more digestive capacity to process those than it does to do to process carbs. So and car- and carbs also process quicker. So when people have a low blood sugar moment, they will turn to carbs because it's the most satiating thing. It gets to the bloodstream the quickest, and it can fix that energy problem. So what the end result of that is a lot of times people will just gravitate towards a diet that's super super high in carbohydrates. And they may include proteins and fats, but they they may not feel energetic when they do that if they're not digesting them effectively. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people view this shingle stuff as it's it only happens when someone is immunocompromised. And when we hear that, we kind of view it as, oh, well, someone had some disease that was compromising their immune system. But you can be immunocompromised because you had a, like a fun Halloween or something. You know, you just had so much sugar or so many carbs that you pulled so much calcium out of your tissues that in that event, you kind of shut off the immune system that was keeping everything in check. And so that virus said, let's party. Let's have a good time. And it can kind of flourish and replicate and become the bully like Will was talking about. If you're a health, fitness, or nutrition professional, check out our other podcast, Six Figure Health Pro. We dig into the latest marketing techniques and business growing strategies for health professionals. To learn how to take your business to the next level, search for Six Figure Health Pro on iTunes or Stitcher, or go to sixfigurehealthpro.com to learn more. Now do what you're told. So that's one way that this can happen, and it seems to be the most common, but let's get into some more of what Will touched on earlier in the show, um, uh, where we talk different types of stresses. But before we do that, let's hit um, Candace's question too. Candace. Uh, yeah. Do you not have Candace's Candace? No, I have Ma- I have Michelle and Megan. Oh, okay. I must have left. I'll, I'll read Can- Candace's. Uh, she's from Salt Lake City, Utah. Do you want me oh. to read? Show you how to read questions? Yeah, show break me it down, how. Show it down me how. So it goes like this. I guess I can just go home. I got shangles from Catherine Doctor's pet. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I got shangles after my doctor. Uh-uh. Shangle. Yeah, maybe mm. maybe I'll just let you do it. No, go <laughs> ahead. You're doing lovely. Okay. Um, I got shingles after my doctor put me on prednisone. Was that related or just a coincidence? Well, see, that was so short. Right. <laughs> and there was no grammatical errors to throw me off. Yeah. Redo. Okay, so... You know, I think it was even an episode or two before uh, where, Will, you talked a lot about how prednisone is kind of like a, it fun- it's fun- it works, the results come by shutting down the, the immune response. Yeah, yeah, it's like the opposite of vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> prednisone is like the anti-vitamin C. So, it, yeah, so people will have, um, they'll be on prednisone because maybe they're experiencing some uh, symptoms that may or may not be authentic allergies like uh you know like a histamine reaction to some pollen or something like that which does exist right that can happen so people will take these uh sometimes just regular antihistamines or a medication like prednisone it will suppress your body's secretion of histamines so you'll stop having a strong immune response but go figure that's exactly what your body uses to fight off 
infections, viral and bacterial. Um, so, an immune response? Yeah, an immune response. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it uses. Like, wow. That's, that's the thing. That's weird. So, yeah, so it's a problem. Like, And I say it's the opposite of vitamin C because vitamin C has been shown by the, the genius two-time Nobel Prize winner of Linus Pauling has been shown to increase uh, the activity and effectiveness of our immune uh, cells. So that doesn't necessarily mean you'll have an increased histamine reaction, but it does increase the uh, the activity and skill level, uh, literally the skill level and capacity of the white blood cells that you have. They're strengthened by having enough antioxidants like vitamin C present. And um, prednisone, is it is really very much the opposite of that. So it makes sense that you would be more susceptible to viral and or bacterial infections when you're on an immunosuppressant. Hey, and it's interesting. I think a, a great way to visualize that is I heard a lecture by Mark, uh, Mark somebody. I think it was called the Triad, or, or was the name of his lecture. But um, we'll call him Mark Smith because I just can't remember. Sure, sure. But he talked about how basically to the immune system, vitamin C are the bullets that they use to take care of the invaders, and the calcium in the tissue is like the gun. So the calcium in the tissue is the alarm, and it's the weapon that is used to set off the immune system and then vitamin C is one of the most effective bullets that the immune system can use to take mm -hmm. care of that. So if you have bullets, that's great unless you don't know there's an invader and the invader already smacked you on the head. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sure. bo both of those things can be important. But this is a good example of how an uh, immunosuppressive drug like a lot of steroids are um, can allow uh, a virus to flourish but so can, you know, let's say a uh, a nagging wife or something. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Uh, um, I just wanted to bring Kenna back into the show for a second and catch on the part that she talked about earlier. So, you know, do you remember if you had some stressful situation going on at that time, or well, maybe his... basically living with me is stressful. Oh, I did. It is, oh, I see. and his diet is crap. So, I mean, it was the sugar and me combined. That's a good combination. Yeah. So it could be a lot of those things, but. You know, when Will was talking earlier in the show about how things can cause the cells not to be able to function or create energy correctly, um, you know, stress can be a big factor there. And it doesn't have to just be stress in your life. You know, it doesn't have to be events that are stressful in your life or traffic that is stressful. A stress to the body counts just as much. And a stress to the body could be a million different things. It could be a lack of resources. That's stressful to the body. Yeah. It could be hormones going amok for a million different reasons. Do you want to expand on any of those things, Will? Yeah, sure. So like one, I think, really really intense example is a diabetic. Their cells are, are constantly in a stress state because they're constantly in an energy-depleted state. Because Not because they don't have energy available, like around, like blood sugar of diabetics is typically super high. They're just not able to access that sugar. It's not getting into the cells. Um, a lot of times that's attributed to insulin resistance. You can look at other factors as well as like what's like damage to the mitochondria. But the, the point of the matter is the cells don't have uh, the energy that they need. They're not able to access and use the energy that's around. And so the body will secrete stress hormones to try to generate more and more fuel for the cells, even though there's fuel all around. So you'll see high cortisol levels and 
very high blood sugar, but that sugar is not getting into the cells. So those people, whether they're meditating or not, their cells are in a stress state, and their right. endocrine system recognizes you need more. You need more fuel, like it's you know. Um, so that's one example. Another one we've talked a lot about is when people are in uh, hypo tension or low blood pressure electrolyte deficient state and they don't have the minerals that they need to conduct cellular activity in a normal healthy way and they don't have necessarily stable blood sugar to fuel their cells for all their different activities so that will also create a stress state and elevated stress hormones and destruction or catabolism of the cells which is which is like exactly what will promote that lytic cycle of the virus where you'll see more symptom outbreaks and higher vi viral counts in the blood right so those are perfect examples because you can see that those are not caused by the typical stress that we we may define as stress in our life that's just the body is dealing with its own stress and the reaction can be very similar and the result can be even the same. Mm -hmm. So you can see there's a variety of causes that could allow this to happen to a person or maybe even uh, multiple times. And is it contagious? And, you know, for shingles, I don't know that it is contagious. I believe that it is um, already in there from the chickenpox virus. Uh, but I don't know that for sure. Did you lick his side or anything? Or Ew, did you, gross. Did you, no. Yeah. Will, do you know if shingles is contagious? I don't well, even know. It says it is more so at some stages than others. So okay. if you look, you know, you can just do a quick Google search and I'll say, to, and I quote, once the rash develops crust, the person is low, no longer contagious. Shingles is less contagious than chicken pox and the risk of a person with shingles spreading the virus is low if the rash is covered. And keep an eye, keep in mind too that you could catch that virus, but your body could still keep it in check, and yeah. you would not actually have the breakout. Um, maybe you would, maybe you would have a breakout later with some other stress or immunocompromised situation, and you'd be like, "How did I have shingles? I've never had chickenpox or the, or the virus." So you know, so that could be a possibility. But let's look at a couple things that a person could do if they uh, find themselves in this situation where they are. Uh, you know, either have shingles or are susceptible to that or common viruses, that kind of thing. So uh, the first step would be to look at what's going on with your body to see if there is a stress that needs to be reduced, not only in your life, but like Will was talking about. Um, so, you know, our self-test that we teach in our almost free digestion course at kickitnaturally.com is a great place to look at your numbers and see, are things really whacked? If, if something's really whacked, then that's a good indication that there could be some things that might be not functioning optimally and can be causing some problems. But as far as the whole immune system being able to do its job factor of this equation, uh, you know, looking at your pHs is the first place to look. And if your urine pH is really high, looking at your diet and, and looking, are you consuming too many carbs? Um, or are you uh, having too much, you know, liquid sugar like juice, alcohol, stuff like that? Another factor that we didn't get to yet is vitamin D is a really big one because uh, we know we need vitamin D to pull calcium into the system. But at the doses that they tell us to take it now, it kind of turns into this uh, super shop vac and it sucks calcium from everywhere where it's supposed to be and holds it there in the bloodstream. So a lot of people will cause... Uh, immune problems by taking too much vitamin D. It's kind of like this U curve where you have to 
have vitamin D to bring calcium into the system so the immune system can function. But when you take too much, you kind of turn it off. So maybe we won't cover that whole thing because we have a whole episode. Just go to kickitnaturally.com and search for vitamin D and you'll find that episode where we go over that in, in great detail. But one thing, Will, that, you know, we used to talk to people and tell them that when calcium is out of the tissues that you could use fatty acids to push them back into the tissues um, and it helps it kind of gets about into the right place. But we're not big fans of fatty acids anymore just because of more things that we've learned about them and effects that they could have that we were not aware of before. So we try to limit that. Um, in this emergency, if somebody wanted to use maybe some extra olive oil or something like that to help push it down uh, in an emergency situation like this, it might be appropriate. But we really like to use lysine now more, don't you think, Will? Yeah, yeah. I, I think lysine is a much better call. I think uh, vitamin C is definitely an excellent call in this situation. Um, but the omega, especially omega-3s, are known to be immunosuppressant also. So if you're trying to fight off a virus, it's a tricky thing because when people take them, they feel better, but they feel better for the same reason that they feel better when they take a cortisone cream or right. pregnancy. It's right. an immunosuppressant. So you don't feel the You're reducing the inflammation. Yeah, the, the inflammation that your body is trying to do on purpose. Right, 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 to fix the problem. <laughs> to frame it that way of like... Anti-inflammatories are not always good, you right. know, because our body's immune, re like inflammation is what your body did on purpose as an immune response. So um, the omega-3s do have an immunosuppressant reaction. And because of that, some people are like, wow, I feel amazing when I do that. And I totally had less symptoms. But it's for the same reason as a cortisone cream or prednisone of it. It's suppressing your immune response. So it's not actually necessarily creating health. It's it's kind of suppressing your body's defensive mechanisms. Right. And it's important that when you talk about supplementing with vitamin C that you're not just using uh, ascorbic acid or, or something like that. Um, now, there are purposes that we use ascorbic acid very effectively and they can be very helpful in a lot of situations. But if you're looking to increase your body's vitamin C levels as far as helping your immune system, you have to get a whole food source of vitamin C. Do you want to talk about some of our favorites? Yeah, we well, like we put in our in our protein, we put acerola cherry. You can also get that straight. Camu Camu is another great one. Some people actually like buckwheat sprout extracts. That can be a good one. Bio yeah. C from Empirical Labs is another yeah. great whole food form of vitamin C. Yeah, there's a ton. You know, it's it's occurring in nature in a lot of places, but to get it in concentrated forms. And I'm also not at all against also using ascorbic acid, especially if they have a high urine pH. Right. It can it totally works. It's just the benefit of like what you're saying, getting the natural whole food form source, is you get all these other cofactors that are uh, essential for our bodies being able to use that vitamin C. So you can do both, especially if your urine pH is high, throw in extra ascorbic acid. Yeah, think of it this way. Think of it like uh, if your urine pH is high, ascorbic acid is going to help that the quickest pretty much. It's going to be yeah. very effective at doing that. And it's going to give your body vitamin C that it can use to fight this virus. What happens though is that it's not the whole molecule of C. It's just a fraction. So when you put that ascorbic acid in your body, your body's going to pull reserves of all the cofactors to go with that, combine it with that ascorbic acid, and then use it to boost your immune system. So most people run out of those cofactors within about two weeks. Mm -hmm. So it's effective for those first two weeks, but then you need to add some type of whole food C 
to help that all function correctly. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you could use just ascorbic acid initially and then back it up, you know, a week or two later. Yeah. And plus, uh, once your urine pH is down, you may not need the ascorbic acid anymore. You could just use one of the whole food seeds that Will was talking about. Yeah, and and recently more and more, I've been really excited about um, larger doses of vitamin C. I don't know, Tony, if you've ever like fell in love with Linus Pauline or not, but he's maybe arguably the mo- one of the most influential scientists of our of the past century. But he um, he did a lot of research around vitamin C, and people will say it's there's almost no toxic amount of vitamin C that you could take. If you take too much, it can give you loose stools and diarrhea, which is not fun. But as far as its capacity to function as a water-soluble antioxidant, um, he found it just very useful for supporting things like the immune system, longevity, muscle function, heart health. So, and we all, all mammal, all or all humans need to take it, uh, whether it's in food source or supplement source. But it's a good one to like emphasize. Right, and when you get too much C, your body just pees it out. That's why there's such you can't really get a toxicity level with it. But it is important for people to understand that um, that ascorbic acid form, especially, can cause a loose stool, which is yeah. a big problem. You don't want to have that. Yeah, it's not fun. But I've never seen anyone take too much of a whole food source of vitamin C. I've never actually experienced yeah, that. No, I, I agree. And it's, there is a lot of evidence out there that higher doses of it can do a lot of magical things. I just haven't gone that route a lot. Yeah. And one thing about it, peeing it out, like some people argue against taking vitamins because they're like, oh, it's a waste of money. It's just expensive urine. Well, uh, Linus Pauling monitored the amount of vitamin C he was taking and the amount that he was peeing out. And he built up to taking 10 grams of vitamin C a day. Wow. And and he was only peeing out one and a half grams. So his body was using the rest as an antioxidant. And he's still like, he's late 90s and still sharp as a whip. Like he's, you know, he, he can tell like his, you know, that's arguable whether or not it's just good genetics or not. But he's done a good job in making a great case for using larger doses of it long term. I don't think we've done a show on just vitamin C, have we? We should. Yeah, we totally should. Okay, we'll start that right now. Yeah. Vitamin see. C, go. No. <laughs> okay, so we're probably going to have to handle Megan's question next week. Okay. We kind of went off on this one a little bit. So those are the, just to review, kind of figure out what's causing stress in your body or what's causing um, the immune system to not function correctly, usually pulling too much calcium out of the tissues, and take the steps to uh, get that straightened out, and most people will be able to fight off a virus correctly or at least keep it in check. Today, all of our listeners can get a free audiobook from audible.com. Just go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook for the details. If you'd like to learn more how to look at your own chemistry, or <laughs> you think uh, I would know this by now, you can read any of Tony's books or take the almost free four week digestion course at kickitnaturally.com, or you can head on over to Will Schmidt's mybodyofknowledge.net. Um, he's got a great website with some exercises, pain relief videos, and all kinds of great information and articles. Cool. We'll see you next week. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.